Another day is here, and you're ready for it. What to wear? Check. Breakfast, lunch, and dinner? Check. Planning for what's next and how to save for it? That's where Bank of America can help. For your financial to-dos, Bank of America has experts ready to help get you closer to your goals. Get started at one of our local financial centers or 24-7 in our mobile banking app. Find a location near you at bankofamerica.com slash talk to us. What would you like the power to do? Mobile banking requires downloading the app and is only available for select devices. Message and data rates may apply. Bank of America and a member FDSE. When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. What is up, Scaredy Chat? We are back. I am Caitlin Riley here with Monica Suriagi. A little bit later, we are talking to the hilarious Sarah Schaefer, who um, is an amazing comedian. She just released her book, Grand, which is about um, some adventuring that she did that we are very excited for her to tell us more about. But for now, you have us. I don't ever know how to start these intros. Just us. <laughs> but Monica and I were just talking about how people don't care about dream stories, but I care about dream stories and Monica cares about dream stories. So we're just going to, you know, go out on a limb here and say, if you're still listening to our podcast, you care about dream stories. So mm-hmm. Monica, you you have had such a weird relationship with sleep over the years. You yeah. have sleep paralysis. So I'm always fascinated when you have a new dream. So what is... <laughs> What is your what is your dream that you want to tell me about? Okay, this one's nice and short. It's really just Ooh. one little thing that happened. There's no plot. There's no <laughs> It was just a weird image and I was just like what? Like what even does this mean? It was okay. So, I have a black cat. You all know by now and if you don't get on it because he's the best cat in the world. Don't even fight me on this. Um his name Great is Emo. Cat. He's the best cat. We love. He's very dog-like. He sits for treats. He's perfect. Um but yeah, his name because that matters. <laughs> he sits. He sits for treats. <laughs> Adorable. Um, but yeah, he's a he's a little black cat. Um, you know, just standard op black cat, yellow eyes, black cat. <laughs> and he has a king sized pink cat tower because he's spoiled. And th- this, I'm telling you, when the dream is 30 seconds long, it's 30 seconds long. Literally in my dream, emo was sitting on his tower, as he does, he'll sit on it, you know, like upright and just look around. So he was sitting there, he was looking at me, very normal. And then another emo, like Glitch in the Matrix, black cat, another black cat walks (laughs) by, but this cat's head is kind of like turned away. So it, Mm. it almost looks like it doesn't have a head. Um, so, and it just walks by real, e- well, they're both emo in my consciousness, walks past emo, reaches a paw up, grabs emo's head, pulls it off and puts it on its own head and what? keeps going and walks away. That's it. That's the whole dream. That's it. I'm sorry. I, was this like violent? No, it was like cartoony. Oh God. I, okay. You have to clarify that. That's horrible. It's just like, in one oh. way it's funny and another way it's. 
That's horrible. No oh, blood. God. It was like the head like bounced a little bit. Like it had some like animated movement to it. And it was okay. Like, yeah. Or not. Okay. And then the first emo is just still sitting there, but now he doesn't have a head. And now the second emo does have a head. That's it. I don't, That's the whole dream. I don't, mm, I don't love that. I feel like you're very chill about it. I think that <laughs> would scare me a lot more than it's clearly scaring you. This actually reminds me, though, weirdly, of, like, a real situation that happened with my grandparents. How could this possibly remind you of something real? <laughs> well, okay, so just the idea of the dual cat situation. So this actually really happened to my grandparents. Um, my grandparents used to have an orange cat named Pumpkin. Cute. And Perfect in, name. They, yeah, it's adorable. So they live in Queens. Um, and at the t- Pumpkin has since passed away. No relation to this story. So they hear a noise in the basement... And they see Pumpkin, like, in the basement or whatever, freaking out. They're like, okay, cool. Um, and they go upstairs. They, like, keep hearing Pumpkin or whatever, I guess, downstairs. And, like, what is the deal with this cat? Like, this cat is not like this. Turns out it wasn't actually Pumpkin. It was a cat that broke into their house that looked exactly like Pumpkin. And replaced Pumpkin. No, Pumpkin was fine. I don't know where Pumpkin was. I think Pumpkin was, like, hiding under the bed. I'm not sure if they found Pumpkin or if they found the other cat first. Like, you know what I mean? And, like, like what, how they figured out that that was not their cat. But can you just imagine if, like, because it's actually very realistic if a cat is to get into your house and be, like, a, just a black cat. Like, you're not going to automatically be like, that's not emo. You right? know? Like, not well, right away. Depends. If it's dark, yeah, I'm not going to know. Right. Like, I mean, you eventually will figure it out because emo is very specific. But, like, if you just were to be like, oh, I'm home, and then you saw, like, a cat sitting on your couch, I mean, that's a weird thing for emo, but you wouldn't be like, clearly, that's not emo, you know? Until he killed me and replaced me. Right, exactly. Yeah. And and if that didn't happen, you may never know. Mm-mm. And it's only I would know dream. because now emo's me in this scenario. I always, mm. I'm, a, I am always operating under the assumption that something out there wants to kill me and replace me. I don't know what's so special about me, That's but they want to do. Have, you do have this fear a lot. Yeah, I feel like it's like a thing that like kind of permeates into quite a lot of your dreams and your ideas, like this idea, this replacement idea. Am I a narcissist? <laughs> no, I feel like you're <laughs> saying. I hope not. I'm like laughing. I'm like, oh, I don't know. Maybe. You know? There has to be some sort of a deeper fear that we just have not figured out what it means yet. Yeah. But... What is the fear of being not like replaced in like a teen pop song, but like literally <laughs> replaced by something? What does that fear represent? I'm sure it, maybe it feel maybe the fear is that you feel like you're going to be replaced in your life by other people. <laughs> maybe it's literal, but like that <laughs> feels. Yeah. <laughs> Interesting. I don't really have that fear. Maybe I don't think that anyone would want my life that much. I don't think anybody wants mine either, though. That's the thing. I feel you like... Never, mm, mm, you never know. <laughs> I don't know. Monica. I hope not. I want your life. <laughs> Should we trade? Nobody will notice. Yeah. Nobody will know. It'll be fine. I feel like Emo <laughs> would notice. Emo would be like, oh, it's a girl who gives me food sometimes, but not most of the time. <laughs> I'm and suspicious. He is actually sitting up now. He's like, are you talking about me? But yes, he does still have his head. It's in there. You know, come over here. No, you're not going to come all the way across the room. That's fine. Okay. Amazing. Well, we're going to be talking to Sarah Schaefer, who does have a very cool life, but don't steal her life. 
All right, Scaredy Chat, this is a very exciting episode. I've been looking forward to this all week, even though, yes, we are recording this only on a Tuesday. But you all know Sarah Schaefer. She is a hilarious comedian. You know her podcast already, The Sarah Schaefer Shakedown. And if you haven't read her book, Grand, you're dumb. Got it on Amazon or something. Everybody meet Sarah Schaefer. Hi. Hello. Welcome. Thank you so much Thanks for being for with me. us. Yeah. Sarah, I'm so excited to talk to you, not just because you are hilarious, but because you sent perhaps the longest list of fears <laughs> that we have received. So maybe almost as it long as Monica and I. wasn't even the complete I was. list. <laughs> I was like, wow, all these are relatable, but man, there, there are many, many, many mm-hmm. here. So very yeah. exciting for us because this is clearly like, you know, just the perfect person to speak with. <laughs> yeah, and we I read were left de- with healthy questions as well. Many I read the questions. description and was like, okay, yeah, I got it. <laughs> perfect. Amazing. Okay, well, Sarah, I mean, do you just want to take us into sort of the fear that you came to the table with? I know that you had a, a very long list, but is there any yeah. that stands out? Yeah, I mean, I obviously was a very scared child, which I didn't identify as a scared child. Um, but looking back, it was, <laughs> list was dominated long. my life. And I, I think I'll talk about two that, um, well, there's one main one, but I'll just mention the other as sort of an uh, uh, appendix to it. You know, there's lots of funny stories and fears that, like, I think you guys on your podcast talk about, like, oh, you know, movies and things that really freaked you out and stuck with you or whatever. Um, And I think what I took from that was, like, things that bled over in where other people had to change their behavior for you. Oh, yeah. Um, And for me, those were dogs. I was afraid of dogs and um the ocean um the ocean is the quick one which is just uh and again looking back i re- i feel bad because of what i put people through you know oh, no. but at the time it it was just the way it had to be you know um and with the ocean my family would go to the the beach every year in north carolina and um I demand, I don't know why they gave in, but I demanded, I hated the ocean water. I liked being on the beach, but I did not like the uh, ocean water. And so I would demand that a baby pool be brought down to the beach. This is like when I'm really little, like five, four or five years old. And that it had to be filled with fresh water. Fresh water and they abided this wild i guess there was one year where like they got an ocean front or very close to the ocean cottage and so it wasn't that big of a deal like we would rent we still do my family is like a tradition they would rent houses um and they were close enough where they could drag it down and you know i mean there's a picture of me and my little sister in the baby pool we were very young and i think my parents did it because it was a way of containing us on the beach and Sorry. kind of like not letting us just play in that. And we were happy and then they could go about their day. So that is how that worked. I think. And I think <laughs> they maybe put an inch, you know, one bucket full of water did the trick and we were good to go. <laughs> I can't um, believe you demanded fresh water though. What can I you do fresh Yeah. Water. I don't you know. Were, you were a bougie little baby. I don't remember, but I was very particular. Um, I love it. 
But the big one, I think that I look back and I go, wow, that really must have been difficult for my family to deal with was dogs. And this is back in the 80s when people would just let their dogs roam the neighborhood. You know, nowadays it's like, no, my dog has to be carried on my body at all times, you know, Um, leash laws, things like that. But back then you just let your dog loose. And because of that, I, um, my parents had to be on surveillance at all times because it would just uh, waiting for the bus on the bus stop. Um, if I would just be so freaked out, you know, my mom had to check and make sure there were no dogs around. Um, I was particularly afraid of big dogs. I still am a little bit afraid of big dogs. And all of this is because I was attacked by a dog. <laughs> oh, I was going to say, where's the where's the fucked up dog story that caused this? Yeah. So now I, I, I was working on, I was actually working on stand-up about this for a while. And I realized that people just couldn't, they were like angry at me. <laughs> like, how dare you speak ill of my son? Yeah. <laughs> you know, I'm like, I'm not talking about your son. <laughs> I'm talking about um, another dog. That's I'm probably dog dead at from, this point, right? Right. Like, from 35 years ago, it's definitely dead. Um, <laughs> but, but I joke that, like, okay, look, if you were there, you probably would have said, "Oh, that Labrador Retriever licked your face and wanted to play." <laughs> but no, the dog knocked me over. I mean, I was like two years old. And it knocked me over and it got all up in my face. And I, I was too little to uh, understand. And it, I mean, it, as an already kind of nervous, scared child, <laughs> it, it set in place like concrete. And, uh, you know, I was really, really afraid of dogs. Like just, you know, see one coming down the street and just literally jump into my parents arms oh. i mean it makes sense you were tiny yeah. and at that point dogs are giant monsters you know they're yeah. huge when you're little well and the fear lasted until i was bigger than them um Aww. so that wasn't good with everything you have on your plate earning your degree online seems impossible but at grand canyon university we specialize in helping you fit a master's degree in business into your busy day Your graduation team, led by your own GCU counselor, provides you with the personal support you need to succeed. Achieve your goals with a plan and team behind you. Find your purpose at Grand Canyon University. Visit gcu.edu. Is there ever a point where, like, dogs, like, really affected something you were trying to do? Um, I mean, I have a vivid memory of there was this really big... Now, this is childhood, but, like, I remember, um, and this kind of set my parents, you know, into being, like, like policing the neighborhood. (laughs) Um, And um, there was a really big white dog that kind of looked like a wolf. You know, one of those dogs is like, is that a wolf? Like, (laughs) you know. Are we in danger? Yeah, like, did you go up to Canada and bring back a wolf pup? (laughs) You really can't tell the difference, honestly, between wolves and dogs in some cases. Yeah. Like, you really big, can't. Right. I mean, people are like, oh, I have a wolf dog. I'm like, you yeah. have a wolf. You How do you know? Right. It's not both. Um, it's one or the other. 
It's like right. that and scary story to tell in the dark where the girl adopts what she thinks is a dog, but it is actually a right. rat. It's like that, but it's wolves. Yeah. yeah. So. <laughs> One day they're going to turn on you. And so anyway, this dog was roaming the bus bus stop, you know, and I just would freeze. And the other kids had to, like, um, protect me from the dog. <laughs> my mom, I would make my mom stand there and wait to protect me from potential dogs. And, of course, she didn't want to do that. And none of the other kids wanted my mom at the bus stop. Yeah, so, that's kid time. Yeah. So that that's an early memory. But but I think what also made the fear even worse was, and I can tell you guys are young, and I don't know if you ever went through this in childhood, but back in the 80s, there was a real terror and panic about rabies. Yes. Like, I, we were ev- just talking about rabies. We, we were just talking <laughs> yeah. about rabies. What do you every do to fix an- it? Nothing. Every animal had rabies. You know, you're you're just like, there's a foaming at the mouth, yeah. raccoon or dog in the neighborhood. And like, so I just thought, and I remember maybe around that time, I do, I remember at that time, there was a rabid dog on the loose, you know, oh, and, no. and they, they would tell us, if you see a dog acting strangely, if it's foaming at the mouth, well, I'm a little kid, I'm like... I see drool. That dog has rabies. <laughs> that dog wants to kill me. I probably had a number of dogs put down, just like <laughs> <laughs> that dog foaming at the mouth. I saw false <laughs> accusations yeah, I, I, of rabies. Goody Pro- I saw I saw doggy Proctor with the devil. You know, I was yes. readily accusing. No, no, I don't think that ever happened. <laughs> that never happened. I never had you, a dog kill. You're not sure. <laughs> I know, that I know of. <laughs> we all, we all. Yeah, we're not going to cancel you on this podcast. Um, so you know no, over but, ducks, so yeah and so that changed my behavior I would definitely be more nervous if a friend of mine had a big dog I wouldn't want to go to their house to play um and you know even as into adulthood like it has you know if somebody has a big dog I am nervous. Um, even little dogs, if they're really aggressive and bark a lot and jump on you when you come in, I'm I'm a little uncomfortable. And they can they can tell these dogs no. They know. They know. So that makes them even more crazy. Oh, yeah, they're me. like, I'm gonna win you over. You're gonna like right. me. Right. Um, and um I get irritated, you know, sometimes, you know, when I w- would walk around I used to live in Silver Lake um, around the, the, in, in Los Angeles. I don't know if you guys are in LA or New York. Sorry. The reservoir? Um, yeah. So, you know, yeah. the reservoir has that path and, you know, and I, there's people who don't have their dog on leashes and I'm like, you know, it's not, I get that your dog is just so incredible. Um, <laughs> but you know, it kind of hinders people like me, like our enjoyment of that space because I'm now like on high alert and I'm like crossing to the other side and I truly am like I get made fun of sometimes or like if they're like Sarah it's a yellow lab I'm like it's a golden retriever I'm like "Ah." (laughs) um and I've learned to like pretend 
that I'm not afraid of dogs. Um, and so I'll be like, who's a good boy? Like, I don't know how to talk to him properly. Like, Defense, <laughs> defensive. That's how voice. I am around babies. I'm like, I don't know how yeah. to talk to you. You're, you're so cute. Ah, love you. Like, That's a good puppy. But I'm like not doing. Yeah, I can no. see other people acting normal around the dog. And I'm like, I know I'm not doing that. Like, I'm not. <laughs> and he can sense the fear coming off of you. Yeah. Um, and like. You know, there's a lot of like people are really sensitive about, you know, um, their pets, obviously. And I understand. Um, but like the conversation around like pit bulls and stuff like that, you know, and I'm like, I get it. I'm sure your dog is truly an angel and it's humans that made, you know, the problem. I understand that. But like, I don't want to be around your pit bull. But I still don't want to be here. <laughs> I'm scared. <laughs> That's valid. That is valid. Because I, I agree. agree. Like, yeah. pit bulls, I think, are some of the cutest just, like, dogs in appearance. They are you know? really – their faces are really cute. Like, I love watching videos. Like, uh, like this is how I explain it. Like, look, I love dogs. And, by the way, there's, a, like, a sort of PS to the, all this. Um, I you had have a six dog. pit bulls. I now. have six. It's exposure <laughs> therapy. <laughs> I'm – I'm okay. Um, no, <laughs> no. Um, I we had a dog. Um, later in life, like me and my little sister begged for a dog. Um, even though I was kind of afraid of them still, but I wanted a little dog. Like I didn't want a big dog. I wanted a little dog, and we ended up getting this little dog named Molly. And my family was just not really a dog family, and like we and Molly was fucked. Like when we got oh, no. her, this this dog was mentally deranged like oh like truly and it was honestly beautiful in a way because she was so afraid of us and i was like we speak the same language and so she she and i actually got along okay because we were like we approached each other with extreme caution mutual <laughs> fear breeds friendship right we ended up being pals uh, molly was like we loved her so much but you know we were we were not good we were Molly was not sleeping in the bed with anybody ever. You know, it was like, Molly, you go in the laundry. I mean, I think this was also a time period thing where, like, you would never say you were a dog parent. Yeah. You know, like, nobody – this was, again, the 80s, early 90s. So we had Molly. But um, but um, I was saying, like, I – so I love dogs, theoretically, even big dogs and stuff. Like, you know, I always joke, like, you know, we all love bears, in theory. But you don't want to be in the same room as a bear. No, <laughs> you know, like, no. I'm going to be honest. I saw The Revenant. I don't know right, how exactly. I feel. I don't know if I, I love bears. Also, I, I just, <laughs> okay. I had a friend send me this article recently that the headline was like, girl calls mother while being eaten alive by bear. No, they don't say by bears. They just say eat it alive. Bobby well, <laughs> sent me this article. So that's so they, don't, was... they don't say the bear part? No, they don't say the bear part in the oh headline. That's why when I was reading it, I was like, Monica, what the fuck are you saying? Oh, I thought the bear part was in the title. Oh, no. oh my God, that's awful. Did she survive? No. no. Basically, no. 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 <laughs> no. It's fucked up. It's fu it's, the article is very disturbing. Like, apparently oh. there was this girl that was fishing with her dad, and they were already done for the day, and they left, but they forgot a piece of equipment, so they went back and were immediately mauled by a bear and oh. she called her mom like three times while it was happening 
and the mom I... is like hearing the her daughter no. talking, but the bear noises. And, and Sarah, yeah. if we had to know this story, you had to know this oh story. Oh my god, Sorry. that's worse than Grizzly Man. <laughs> yeah. Oh, Grizzly. No, that's pretty. I think that's almost. Grizzly worse. Man is so fucked up, and I love oh, it. I know. I know because he's like he's forms. Oh my god, Monica, you don't know Grizzly Man. This is why I'm not sure. Oh, Monica. I don't know. Uh, I love I love animals. Like I'm a big animal person, but not sure about bears. I don't You're know. You're not going to die for them. Not going to die uh, for a bear. You can explain Grizzly Man if you want because it is. Mm, yeah. It, it's a guy who was obsessed with bears. His name's Timothy Treadwell. Mm. And he um, he did die for those bears. That's all you need to know. You just watch it. It's actually no. like a really. It's a yeah. really. It's not a spoiler alert. Like it was in the news and all this stuff. But it's a really interesting documentary. Yeah. <laughs> Yeah. By um, and it was put together by because he had a lot of footage that he filmed of the bears and stuff. Um, but uh, Werner Herzog directed the film, and so you know it's Whoa. it's worth the worth it. But um, but anyway, yeah, p- pit bulls make me nervous. Big dogs have a big beefy body, yeah. <laughs> um, and a big bark and stuff. And you know, one time I went over to somebody's house and they were like, "Oh, you know, she has a pit bull," and I was like. Yeah, but she's a real sweetie. I get in there and immediately the dog starts fighting to the point where, like, I thought a dog was going to die. And I was like, I can't. No, I'm no, out. No, no, no. I got to go. And if it's like a new friend, you're like, oh, like, how Friendship chill, do, how chill do I have to be before I, I have to leave this party? Yeah. yeah. No. I mean, I, I, uh, I went um, one time when I first moved to L.A., I was like couch surfing and I then I ended up having to like I had a few days where I didn't have anywhere to stay. So I I rented an Airbnb and it was one of those where you have your own. I had my own entrance, but I had to share a bathroom. It was like a weird situation. And um, so at one point I come outside and and at this point I've come uh, to understand that, you know, I knew they had dogs, which I was fine with. They were small dogs. But they, what they didn't disclose to me in advance was that they were, like, also taking care of another dog. Uh-oh. And so there was, like, four dogs in this house. That's too and, um, and it wasn't, like, a completely figured out situation. And so I come out of my room at one point and all four dogs come running to me. Nerve-wracking, even though they're all these fluffy Pomeranian types, you know, like, I, I mean, bigger than, I don't know what they were. Some maybe Huskies or something, but they were like Collies. I'm not also not good at naming the, bra- the, I don't the brands. I know dog breeds. You, whatever um, you're saying is right. Like, Pomeranians yeah. and Huskies could not look more different. <laughs> okay, whatever. They're fluffy. They're I going nuts. They're running towards me and... uh and I guess they felt competitive. The The new dog yeah. was, like, causing issues. And so one of the dogs attacks the uh. other dog, like, vicious attack, like, blood. And it's all happening right in front of me. Oh, and no. the owner comes running over, and she's, like, trying to rip the dog apart. And I, uh. I'm like, I ain't fucking helping. This I'm not my putting fight. my hand down and i don't know you i don't no. know i'm not putting my hand in this i don't i'm like also i don't know how to help so i might make it worse i'm always not, one of those people like not your circus not try, your monkeys right i shouldn't try cpr i'm actually gonna kill you if i do 
um, or whatever. So um, I do actually do need to learn CPR. That's something everyone should learn. But we um, should learn. I don't know it either, but I always should think learn that. It. Like, we should learn. Take a course. I, I um, did learn it. I have no idea how to do it now. It's easy to forget. You got to keep it. Right. I <laughs> yeah. did learn it like in, in, in college or something. You got to keep it refreshed, though. You got to um, keep trying to save people so you don't forget yeah, how to do so it. Yeah, so the, the dogs are being separated. Now, I don't know if you've ever been around a dog that like, get stressed and it like releases like it's anal gland juices <laughs> oh god Truly what? one what? of the worst smells i've ever smelled in my life <laughs> what you overtakes the room monica's so has a cat she doesn't know i have a cat i don't know <laughs> so, what's going on it was one of the worst smells i've ever smelled and i was just like it was so chaotic and i'm just frozen and she's like this woman she's like She's holding one of the her dog that has been attacked. You know, the other dogs are just sort of like, okay, it's over. Who cares? Like, they're on with their day. And she's holding the dog that was attacked. And she's looking at me and she's like, would you mind calling my wife? And I'm like, ah, uh, and, and because they need to get this dog out of here. You know, cause now I'm in the middle of like oh, no. dog owner drama. <laughs> She's like, can you please? Because she didn't want to let go of her dog long enough to call. Uh, it was really weird. And so now I'm involved and I am having to call me like there was an attack. You need to come home. No. <laughs> and the, the other, the wife was like clearly the level headed one and was like so she was like i am so the other, the one that was there was not apologizing <laughs> she was just like only worried about her dog and her child so anyway they ended up giving me a night free cuz they were so embarrassed by the situation and i was like well also you've to understand that like i'm probably the worst person for that to happen to <laughs> I'd be like, can you give I'm, me two hundred dollars so I can stay elsewhere, please? Yeah, <laughs> I, would I wanted to leave. I was like, I don't know if I can stay in here anymore. But anyway, um, did you have to touch any dogs in this altercation? No, they were jumping on me, and that's when the attack happened. I just like backed up against my door and was like, oh. <laughs> oh, no. I feel like these things like, I have seek to out people that are afraid. You know, yeah. Like, if you they didn't know. care about dogs, this may have not even ever happened. I know. And I mean, now, so now the good news is, is um, my neighbors who like, I kind of share, I'm on the same property, like, and we're sort of a pod. My landlords are our friends or whatever. And we're sort of a, a family. Oh, it's nice. very nice. And they got a puppy last year. <laughs> And they were actually really like it ended up working out because they have a doggy door on their house and they wanted a dog that would fit through it easy. So they were like, we don't think we want a big dog anyway. And I was like, I was like, I can't tell you what kind of dog to get, but just here's my deal. <laughs> I'm my like, history. I, res I respect you, whatever. And I was like, but just understand that, like, if your vision is for all of us to be interacting and for me to want to. I was like, a bigger dog is going to be harder for me to deal with. <laughs> and, um, but they ended up, uh, they, they got a rescue and, and it was this little miniature poodle oh. and oh my God, I'm in love. Yes. <gasps> mini poodle. You're healed. He's, my, he's my little buddy. <gasps> he comes over and stays here and when they're out of town and he sits in my lap and his name is Charlie and he's. He's a dream. He's a really good dog. And he it's like I it's it's a, a nice little 
you know, like, okay, get over the fear. I'm I'm much more friendly around other dogs now. <laughs> oh, Charlie. What a, what a yeah. beautiful story. It kind of reminds me of like those 90s movies where it's it's like a person and a dog don't have a friendship and then they form a friendship healing both An of their trauma. An unlikely friendship. Yeah, and heal <laughs> yes. our trauma. That's right. We're healing our trauma together. <laughs> There was also that movie, um, Cujo, the yes. Stephen King movie, which, I mean, oh my God, now I'm having memories of that. That was at the same time that I, my, the peak dog fear. And that movie, I mean, every That's dog to help. me was, was yeah. Cujo. I really oh. believed that every dog was going to jump <laughs> up on your car and be like, and like, and like <laughs> it is a, truly terrifying movie it's unfortunate that sometimes the depictions of dogs really are like okay i'm gonna be afraid of this now like cujo is a great example of that yeah yeah and it's valid because if cujo gets you he's gonna rip your fucking face off yeah cujo was no fucking joke that dog was out for blood okay i have this really this is a really dark thought and i i'm gonna regret it no do it i'm gonna regret saying it because i don't want to put this in other people's heads but I've never told anybody this. Oh, I think I told my husband. Okay, this is very special. I have a fear. Like, what if when you die and you go to heaven? I always think about, like, first of all, do I believe in a literal pearly <laughs> gates where they have a clipboard and they're, like, in or out? No, but sometimes I was raised in that. So, like, I can't help but think about it sometimes as a symbolic way of of policing my own morality in the here and now um i'll I'll think about what they're gonna say when you when you die and they go oh, you get to go to heaven or hell and sometimes it'll be like you get there and and i always think of scenarios where it's not what you thought they're like well you used seventy thousand rolls of paper towels in your life and you were so wasteful and you killed so many trees sorry you're going to hell so i think about stuff like that one I thought of recently, which is so fucked up. What if you die and you go to the pearly gates and they're like, hey, so you guys didn't know, but dogs, it was torture. You tortured them. They hate being pet. Every time they barked, they were like, please let me go. Kill me. Kill me now. Like, what if, what if dogs... I had no idea where this was going. Like, I what thought if dogs I are being tortured. What if they hate? What if they hate? They're like dogs love us. What if they're in an abusive relationship and they're just being like, <laughs> you know, like, what if we don't know? They can't talk. We don't know. There's no proof either way. We don't know. So. In your list, another fear is the song Groove is in the Heart. <laughs> Please tell us why you are afraid of this song. Groove is in the Heart is actually a terrifying, creepy song. So I'll give you the backstory real quick. Yeah. Um, and it actually involves a couple other fears on my list, one of which was uh, the movie Three Men and a Baby, which a lot of people understand why that movie is scary because there's apparently a ghost boy in it. And uh, it's a, Monica, it's a, it's a cardboard cutout. I, I've done uh, extensive. Hang on, don't spoil it. God, you should have told her. I'm so right. sorry. Okay. She just so, she would have googled it. I know. Okay, I know. But back then we didn't have Google. Okay, so 
It yeah. was going around at school. <laughs> they were like, in the movie, Three Men and a Baby, there is a ghost of a boy that was killed on set. Like, that's what they say. You stand wow. and they tell you, because this was in the days of Blockbuster and, and renting VHS tapes. And they're like, in this scene and this scene and whatever. So this is literally like a meme being passed around or conspiracy theory being passed around verbally. I'm telling you guys, back when we didn't have electricity. Like, that's how I'm talking to you. Sorry. Um, that and is okay. So we go home and, me, and my little sister and I, we were like, there's no way that's real. But we were intrigued. Which, by the way, listing all those fears and being such a scared kid, my favorite genre is horror. Uh, I love scary movies. So anyway, um, and if it's not scary enough, I get mad. So that's yes. a weird thing that's happened in adulthood. Probably some connection there mentally. Um, it's how I probably release my fears or whatever. But anyway, we went, brought the movie back, and um, we went to that scene, and sure enough, there he was. And you don't have the kind of fine-tuned yeah. control that you have now with fast-forward and rewind and stuff. And so it was absolutely terrifying. I thought... I thought ghosts were fake. I thought we I was in on the fucking game. Oh. Now all bets are off. This shit is real. I'm going to die. I'm so scared. And so that night, um, <laughs> my sister and I are like laying in bed and we like, we share a room and we like could not fall asleep. We were so fucking scared. Oh, no. And so we were like, let's put on some music to try and make us less scared. Because we used to like sing songs when we were scared, like "My Little Pony Lives in a Forest." Like we were like, "What's the stupidest like girly song that wouldn't be scary?" That's a terrifying Ooh. song. I just want to point that out. So well, scary. Yep. So now we put on. Um, we had a little boombox. I had a tape. D light. I put on "Groove Is in the Heart." <laughs> and at first we're like, "Yeah, this is a groove." You know, this is like making us not scared of the ghost boy anymore. And um. And then, but then it gets, and it's got that, which is starting to feel a little trippy and weird. That was so good. (laughs) And then it gets to like the sort of breakdown in the middle, like, and then there's this banshee noise and it goes, and it's fucking scary. Play the song tonight. Oh no. In the dark. No, I won't. And tell me it's not a scary song. I dare you. I feel like I only know the chorus where that woman is like, you know, yeah. it's just like chaos. I, 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 I. Astronomical. It's you chaos. Know? That song yeah. is chaotic. Moving in the heart. in the heart. You're great at that. But then that part <laughs> where it breaks down and it goes. No. Like in the background, it's like some kind of fucking demon animal. You know how it's in like so scary, it's so scary. Oh no! You know I how in like horror movies today, there's like always a re or not even horror movies, but just movies in general. It's like let's do a slowed down version of a famous pop song, like you know, Toxic by Britney Spears. Slow down. Yeah. Like one day they're gonna use that, and it's gonna be so unsettling. It's gonna be like Groove Final Destination Eight. Yeah, exactly. Exactly. I I think we should we should pitch that to somebody. You know, 
yeah. whole IP <laughs> now is just spooky Grooves in the Heart song. So Yeah, who owns that? Who owns the yeah, IP? Who, that who owns it? We gotta do it. They I don't, don't know, know but, yet. You know. That's a real Oof. Scary time in my life, you know, look back on it and I go, I never, I don't, I don't like, I still don't like that song when I hear it, I get a little spooked. It is spooky. And also I didn't know about the ghost boy in that movie. That's spooky too. I'm sorry. Now if you look it up online, you're going to go, oh my God, that's so obvious what that is. But just like imagine not being able to like zoom in and look at it and like really figure it out. It's just like fleeting and you're like, oh my God, there's a fucking To be fair, it is weird that a cardboard cutout of a person somehow made it into the final cut of a movie yeah, where it wasn't supposed to be. And it was like a cut, cardboard cutout of, I think, Ted Danson. Yes, like, okay. So it, like, doesn't look even like a boy if you can, like, really zoom in on it, but... I love it. My memory is different than the reality. When I look it up yeah. now, I'm like, that's not what I remember seeing. He had like dark hair and like no eyes in your memory, like yeah. that kind of a thing. Yeah. And that He's, is like, the standing behind our curtain. Kind yes, of. that's exactly. Ooh, it's why. really scary. Why was it there though? Like, okay, sure, it's a cardboard cutout, but like, why didn't you move it? Lost my shit. Stuff like that, like you know, where it was, I could try to work my way around. I'll go well, maybe because then people were like, because I'm like, ghosts aren't real, you know, and somebody's like, well, no, the boy is real. But he died right after that. You know, they'll say like he died on set. Like they're changing the story. Why is this kid here while we're making this movie? Right. Either way, it's like, why is that? Right. It's like something's up. He was three men and a baby, not three men and a boy. Well, everybody, thank you for joining us. And thank you, Sarah, for being with us. Thank you, guys. You are hilarious. Oh, this was a delight. So are you guys. Oh, yay. Where can our listeners find you on the Internet? Um, my username is Sarah Schaefer one across all platforms. So you can't fuck it up. So just Google Sarah Schaefer. Even if you spell it wrong, you'll find me eventually. And to everybody out there also, just pet your dogs if you have one. But if you don't, don't feel like you have to. That's the one. <laughs> Thank you so much for joining us here today on Scaredy Chat. We hope you were a little scared and maybe a little relieved about your fears. And if you're having fun listening to this podcast, please rate and review and subscribe so you never miss it and you're ready with us every week. And hey, make sure you follow us on social media. You can find us on Instagram at scaredychat underscore podcast. And maybe you have a fear and you're wondering if other people are afraid of it too. Well, we probably are, but you should email us your fears at story at scaredychatpod.com and maybe we'll talk about it on the show. Till next time, scaredy cats. Bye. Scaredy Chat was developed and hosted by Caitlin Riley and Monica Moore Suriyagi. Produced by Jeff Swimmer. Editing and sound design by Fitz Harris. Theme music by Eric Fashingbauer with samples by Jeff Zahn and Jack Lenz. And Gail Gilman is the executive producer. Mm-hmm.